Welcome to the Joey Harris Show. I'm your host, Joey Harris. Joining me this week is the modern-day Michelangelo, because he is a renaissance man. Big TJ, how are you, sir? Man, I can't complain for a thing. Any Sunday I get to wake up and chop it up with you, man. I'm on, my, I'm, I'm on a good day, brother. How you doing? You know, I am doing good, and just be prepared for the adulation this next couple of minutes. Uh, folks, we would not be sitting here doing this show. I would not be doing this show if it wasn't for this man. This man gave me my start eight years ago, nine years ago, seven years ago, seven years ago, uh, almost eight now. Um, almost eight. This man had a radio network, the Go Radio Network, um, and was putting shows on there and asked me if I wanted to do a show. It was called The Comedy Shack, and I did that for about... 11 months and then um when that when the network um closed i then spun it off into the joey harris show but if it wasn't for this man and at the time i was going through like some severe issues and severe things and was was trying to find a job was going through i'd been separated and then my my ex got with the actually the guy she's with now we were still married she got pregnant um it was just a whole lot of thing i lost everything i had no consistent job i had no home repossessed a car and she took the other one had to move in with my parents that show was a lifeline i'm like look i might not have anything else going on in life i'm gonna work on this show every saturday night i poured my best into that show and it really it it saved me it gave me something so props to you man you've just done so much for me in my life i've just i had to take a moment and, and just thank you for that because a lot of times i find that we are quick to jump on someone else when they've wronged us and you know yeah i'm burning the bridges you're dead to me but it's never you, you usually don't t stop and say hey thank you very much for what you've done for me and i just want to say thank you very much for what you've done for me because it, it was a lot it, and it was it was needed and it was surely appreciated you just did the opposite of uh, burning a bridge there normally like you said i mean normally when somebody wrongs us we're pouring gasoline on that planting c4 charges on it ready to blow that bridge up to make their island uh unreachable um, but what you just did was you, you just hired a crew of about 14 guys and they all were out there putting some 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 gold plates on the bridge like really solidifying it man and i appreciate that bro just looking back you know on the Go Radio Network, because I got that network tattooed on my arm, bro. Like, that was one of the proudest moments for me to see, you know, all the people that we had working with this man. And I, <clears throat> I feel like it was a great idea. Um, it was just uh, approached uh, the wrong way. But for you to be able to, you know, say that, considering everything that you were going through, because I remember, man, and I've still got your copy of uh, Super Mario World for the Wii. It's sitting upstairs in the living room right now, man. Like, I won't even let the kids play it. Like, I'm like, I'm going to give this back to Joey. Y'all can't play it. We haven't, I bought them another copy of it so that they could enjoy it, man. But yeah, like, I've still got it. And whenever we get you back, man, I'm going to, you know, slide that to you real sly. 
and uh, be like, enjoy this. <laughs> and I will. I'm going to go home. Leave me alone. I'm playing Super Mario yeah, for the week. Mario. I've got a nephew. Just I'm going to do a little detour here. I've got a nephew. Dude just turned eight years old. Thinks he invented Super Mario. Like he's telling us all about Super Mario. Like I got to tell you about these games, this game series, Super Mario. I'm like, dude, get out of here. <laughs> Leave. I, that's the same thing I'm getting from my eight-year-old right now. My middle child um, knows everything about Mario and everything about Sonic. Like, he's like, Daddy, did you know on Sonic 2 they introduced Tails? And I'm sitting there like, what the hell do you know about Sonic 2? I'm like, Sonic 2 has been out for over 20 years. What do you know about it? But he loves to talk about it. Like, So now they're like the biggest Mario and the biggest Sonic fans, which works. Because I'm like, we've got all those arcade games on one of the Wii systems so they can play all the old school stuff and, and enjoy it, man. But yeah, it's crazy how they, they want to tell you everything. Like they know everything about it. Like, do, do you not know? I was a gamer from back in the day, man. Like I've been doing this for a little while. <laughs> this dude, when he was two or three, I mean, he's always been obsessed with Mario, Yoshi and all that. Yoshi was his man for a long time. And we're taking my wife and I, we were dating, but we were not married yet. I do remember that. That's how long ago it was. And he had been staying with my my parents, his grandparents, and we were taking him back to his parents. And we were supposed to meet in like a big mall somewhere and they had not arrived yet. And so we're like, do you need to go inside and use the bathroom? And he said, yes. And so we're taking him inside and we're taking him inside this clothing store. And he just turns up to us. He goes, did you know that this is National Yoshi Week? And today is actually National Yoshi Day. So I've got to find a T-shirt that has Yoshi on it. And the dude, like I said, he's three. He's going through that. He finds a Yoshi t-shirt. So now I've got uh, to buy him his Yoshi t-shirt because it's Yoshi Week and National Yoshi Day. National Yoshi Day. Respect. I got respect for that kid. He knew what he wanted. <laughs> he went and he got it. Yeah. Oh, goodness. I But I've, I've got a question for you because if... North Carolina and the area that you live in is anything like Maine, and I'm sure that it is. You've all of a sudden, you've got political signs everywhere. Vote for this candidate. Vote for that candidate. Here, there, and everywhere. Now, I understand, even though I wouldn't do it, no, no matter who I was voting for, I understand the yard signs and the flags and all that. Even if I don't agree with your candidate, it's like it's like your your team in sports. You're, you're, but I'm just on the on the on the side of the road, like driving down, have political signs ever made a difference? You're just driving along. I don't know who I'm going to vote for. Oh, I'm going to vote for, you know, whoever. John. Oh, John Smith is running. I didn't know that. And that's, got... that's love. <laughs> They're everywhere, fam. Like, it's, it's, it's a trip for me going to work because whenever I go to work, and I told you where I was working, and it's a little bit of a hike, but I got to go through some country. So knowing the area that I live, you can imagine what signs I see and high demand as I'm driving through those country roads um, with regards to the, the presidential election and all that jazz. Um, what I'll say um, to the point, no, it, it, I think why those people do that, they just put those signs up because they recognize people don't know who they are. And a lot of times when I think a lot of people go into the voting booth 
Um, they know the stuff like the main, you know, uh, elections, like the big ones that they've seen commercials for and YouTube videos for ads and, and Skype ads and uh, Snapchat ads and Twitter ads. Like, you know, those people. But for those regular folks, like on a local level, you don't know who they are. So people are assuming, hey, if I put my picture and my name up, somebody's going to see it. And they'll be like, oh, uh, Tanya Johnson. I remember that name. She looks nice. Let me vote for her. Because you don't know who the opponent is, but at least you have the reference of that picture. I mean, it's quite quite smart. I think that's why they have the rules set up to where you can't actually put up any signs like that within like 100 feet of a polling station because they don't want you doing subliminal dropping like that. But I mean, it it's smart for what it is. I'm just, I'm not a fan. It doesn't do anything for me. This next paragraph that I'm about to say is just for those people in North Carolina. The rest of the world, you're just going to have to drop out for about a minute. That has only worked one time, and do you know when that is? Hmm. Sherry Berry. Sherry Berry put her name and her picture there, and she has never let us down. Big time facts. Everybody not from North Carolina who's never been in North Carolina going, the hell are they talking about Sherry Berry? Sherry Berry, but I tell you what, though, anytime you get on the elevator, you know exactly who (laughs) Sherry Berry is, baby. She she was out the, uh, I think, the commissioner of uh, labor. And that means she's in charge of all the elevators and all the elevator inspections. So Sherry, it's Sherry K. Berry, by the way. Yep. Uh, put her name and her picture with every um, inspection. So you know who who that was. It was Sherry K. Berry. It was her picture, Commissioner of Labor. And a lot of her opponents over the years, she's retiring this year, she's not running again, um, hated that. She shouldn't be allowed to do that. I'm like, dude, you can hate the player, don't hate the game, because you just would have never thought of that. And she's got, she's got the she's got the perfect name for it, Sherry Berry. Berry can't go wrong with that one, man. I mean, it's look, you look. I, I mean, you think about it. If you're on the elevator, you're by yourself. You know, you're looking around. You see Sherry Berry's picture on the on the little, you know, right right above where you're pushing your buttons. You're like, okay, she inspected this. On so okay, so and then if you have a good elevator experience. You can actually look. Sherry did her job. Like <laughs> I was able to get from the first floor up to the tenth and back down to the first, and I did not lose my life. Shouts out to Sherry Berry. <laughs> she deserves to keep her job. I don't know what else she's doing, but that elevator work. <laughs> but let's say, let's say it just stalled one time. You're stuck between floors. You'd probably also say. Would you look at that? Sherry put a phone in here so I could call for help. Hello? Seriously. Um, is this Sherry? Uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm I stuck. Need to, I need to speak with Sherry. Oh, Sherry went to the bathroom. <laughs> She'll be right back. I'll hold. I'll wait. <laughs> I, got, I got nowhere else to go. Let me tell you what happened here, man. We've got an elevator in the in the, in the building I'm in charge of. And... It always gets inspected in February. And they'll inspect it about mid-February, but they won't send the 
the inspection form until mid-March. So I'm having all these students call me like, this elevator hadn't been inspected. I'm like, no, it was inspected. They just hadn't seen well, they inspected mid-February, towards the end of February, actually. They put up the new certificate. Three weeks later, the kids go home with the COVID pandemic thing, right? Right. About a week and a half after that, IT comes because they're in charge of all infrastructure and, and all teleconferencing and all that and says, your phone in the elevator doesn't work and nobody can use the elevator until it is fixed. I'm like, wait, they inspected that three weeks ago. Somebody cut the cords. In three weeks, somebody cut the cords from the time it was inspected because that's like the first thing they got to check for the inspection. Right. In three weeks, somebody cut the cord. I charged every single person in this building. <laughs> I know that one. I don't blame you, bro. Like that. That's now, one of the things I don't miss. Go ahead. Now we can't overcharge them if it costs a hundred bucks to fix or whatever it costs, you have to just dole it out. So, like, everybody got, like, two bucks off, but I'm like, look, if you call me, I'm like, no, this is what happened. In three weeks, one of y'all did it. And if I knew who did it, they would get the entire charge, but I don't know who did it. So everybody got two bucks off of their off of their um, bill. Off of their deposit, rather. But that's, that's what it is. Um, we're headed into October. October's the spooky season. Are you an October type of person? Are you a, a spooky season type of a person? I mean, I like I like horror all the time. So, you know, if you can give me a good horror picture or a horror show, something a little scary, I'm always down for it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I like this time of year because I don't have to look quite as hard to find spooky entertainment. It's like everything is on the forefront. Um, because all these uh, businesses recognize that this has been dubbed uh, spooky pumpkin season. So, you know, anything you want to you want to get a little fright is definitely ready available. Hulu and Netflix, they've got their collections ready for you. And if you want some pumpkin, you don't have to look far um, because there's pumpkin on everything. There's uh, pumpkin um, scents and pumpkin deodorants and uh, pumpkin uh, beers and wines and you know uh, obviously for you uh, for you nuts out there they got pumpkin spice lattes I'm not saying anything bad about y'all y'all coffee drinkers man y'all there's a coalition like a, a hardcore team of coffee drinkers I'd never say anything bad about it um, so I'm trying to get more into the pumpkin this year um, than I have ever before but nah man I mean spooky season is where it's at uh, my wife's birthday is next month so we always try and do, you know, uh, October strong. Ain't nothing wrong with it, man. There ain't nothing wrong with it. And and if you want a pumpkin spice, they have got it on everything from your coffees and your lattes to your Cheerios. They will have pumpkin yep. spice Cheerios and probably Rice Krispies and Wheaties and uh, pumpkin spice Rock deodorant, the like you said. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Do you smell like deodorant? <laughs> what is that deodorant? A pumpkin spice deodorant. It's pumpkin spice. I smell delicious. Like, <laughs> I mean, really, it's 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 the cinnamons and the brown sugars. It all it all smells. I just like to smell good, man. You know, I, I don't I don't necessarily care what it is as long as I smell good. I'm gooch. All right. So close by, I know where you live, or or near where you live. If you go to a certain place, 
and you stand at a certain intersection. We've talked about this. If you look to your left, there's a Waffle House. If you look to your right, there's another Waffle House. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is like that here, except it's like coffee houses. We do have a, we have one Starbucks. Um, I've never been a huge Starbucks person. I'll go if I have like a gift card or, or something. We have about 18 Dunkins. <laughs> um, and we have four Tim Hortons because we're so close to Canada. Um, they all have the pumpkin spice something. They're right. throwing pumpkin spice in, in, into different things. And Dunkin' is just, it's too strong. It, it, I'm like, it's, it's too sweet. For me, I'm, I'm not that much of a, a sweet person. And so I just stay away from the pumpkin and all of that. But let me let me ask you this. For the for this next question, money, money is not an issue for you. OK, okay. if money was not an issue for you and it's Halloween and the kids have come back and you're at home now, you're just relaxing and you get trick-or-treaters. Money is not an issue. Would you hand out full-size candy bars? Oh, yeah. If, my, if, my, if money's not an issue, absolutely I'm handing out full-size bars. That was like the best thing, you know, being a kid and going out and then hitting the house and then realizing that they got, they got did they, did, have they made a mistake? You know, is 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 this going to collapse? That is this going to get them in a financial ruin? Like these <laughs> are, you know, like the questions because I mean they're full size and don't let it be a king size bar. Like if money is not an issue, you know, I'm I'm going king size. I'm blowing these kids' minds, man. Because I mean, yeah, when you're a kid, like it's weird. I don't necessarily I don't know what Halloween or trick or treating would be like in COVID. But, you know, like, when we were children, you know, it's like, it was a rite of passage to where once a year you get to put on it, you get to dress up, and you get to go to people's houses and expect them to give you candy. Like, that's the daggum rule. So, yeah, I mean, you know, like, everywhere you go, you expect the fun size. Like, that's the whole reason that fun size was created. For trick-or-treaters. Fun size wasn't created for you or I to go to the grocery store and buy candy and bring it back home and eat it ourselves. No. They want you to supersize everything personally for you, you know. But, you know, for the kids, because we recognize that they ain't your kids, you know. So you're not going to give them the goods. So, yeah, let's give them fun size. I, yeah, if, if, if money is not an issue, y'all are getting, like, king-size Kit Kats. And king size Hershey's with almonds, and I'm saying that because those are my favorite candies. So in the event that y'all don't show up, I'm gooch. But uh, you know, in the event that y'all show up, yeah, y'all get some chocolate, man. Where I live, if you went as the the old saying, if you went as the crow flies, that means that you don't have you can just go straight there. I live about three. I live about three miles from Stephen King or Stephen King's house. He's not here six months out of the year. He lives in Florida. Um, he was hit by a uh, van in 1999, almost died, and his leg was shattered. They were able to reattach it, but they had pins and all that. But the doctor told him if he ever fell again and it got broke, they'd probably have to amputate it. They couldn't put it back together. Wow. 
So from October 1st until April 1st, on a normal year, he lives in Florida. So he's not even here for Halloween. But his house, if you've ever seen a picture of Stephen King's house, it's a huge destination point every day of the year in Bangor. Um, Halloween especially, though, even though he's not there, they have a huge, like, you can't get on that street on Halloween because so many people try to flock to the house and trick-or-treaters. But that is a very Gucci <laughs> section of town, the West Broadway section of town. In fact, in a couple of his books, he makes fun of all those rich people that live on West Broadway, and it's funny because that's where he lives. But right. he's here. Diagonally across the street from him is one of the co-founders of Yahoo!, down the street from him is Senator Susan Collins' house. That's where she lives. So that's the Gucci section of, of Bangor. That That is the king-size candy bar area. But I don't have kids, and I don't have a death wish, so I don't go down there. You know, If I want to see that, I'll go November 1st, because nobody's there November 1st other than, you know, you will have several people several times a day stop and take pictures just because it's a beautiful house. He has beautiful wrought iron fence that has like bats and gargoyles on top of the turrets um, and all of that is, and he's got a huge, he had a a tree either get struck by lightning or it it came down because it was diseased. And so he had a big stump in there and a man has made this beautiful wood carving of, of something in his uh, house. It's just, it's a beautiful place. And so people go there, but if I wanted to do that and I wanted to go, there i'm going november 1st or i'm going october 30th i don't go down i don't go downtown on on the on halloween there's nothing down there for me you know but i'm definitely i'm like you money's no object everybody's getting a full-size candy bar or king size like you said you gotta live a little uh favorite favorite horror movies to watch it's halloween i know you said you do it all year long but like you gotta you gotta bring out the the Prime picks for Halloween. The hitters. The hitters. Yeah. Um, all right. So um, let's say in this fictitious timeline, I have no responsibilities as a parent. I can actually sit and, and watch, you know, uh, cinema all day long. And I'm not talking any TV shows or any American Horror Story fans. Y'all know I love it too. I'm not saying American Horror Story because, you know, I could just sit and, but that, that, that could be binged all day. But if we're just talking movies, um, I've got to watch at least one from the mains. And when I say the mains, I'm saying Freddie, Jason, Mike Myers, um, Leatherface, and Pinhead. So I'm going to watch one from all of their series of movies. Um, like, really, like, I, I, I would feel like, like I've done a poor job to not watch a, a Halloween on Halloween. Like, that really just you know, would make no sense to me. But as far as, like, really good horror pictures that have been done um, that I would actually slide in there with the mains, um, I will try and get uh, one of the Conjurings in there, one of the Annabelles in there, um, and maybe Unfriended. Because that's, like, it's, it's, it's technology... Um, and it's, it's dealing with everything that we deal with now with regards to social media, but yet it still has um, a horror element. If you've never seen it. Um, 
young lady kills herself, and it is believed that her spirit is now tormenting the people that caused her to commit said act. So, um, unfriended. Um, if you've never checked that out, it is a um, it's something to watch. I'm not about to say that it's you know the greatest horror movie ever. It's something to watch, but I like it. Nice. I've I've never been you know the mains. I've never been like I have to. If if I'm somewhere and we have to watch it, I'll sit down and watch it. Uh, but under the mains uh, title, Halloween is my jam. That that is the only one that I'm like. You know what? Mike, I can get behind you, dude. I, I'm not not a fan. You know, we're not hanging out or something, but I, I'm more Michael Myers than I am Freddy or Jason, and and all of that, and Chucky, and then all of all of those things. And sorry, Chucky, I should have mentioned you as well. I apologize. But to me, like it, Halloween got into this a little bit, like Nightmare on Elm Street. It just it. it became more campy as it goes along. It's like, what what funny things is Freddy going to say before he kills somebody? And, like, how many times can we bring Jason back and what are the situations surrounding it? And let's, let's put him on a boat, on a slow boat to Manhattan. It's not really Jason takes Manhattan. It's Jason arrives in Manhattan and there's, like, 15 minutes left in the movie. And he knocks some guy's head off. Um, he was in space, too. Yeah, um, that's true. He was space. in space. So was Leprechaun. Leprechaun. <laughs> in space. Yo, can, can you like, all right, so real quick, because I mean, you're a cinema guy too. You realize how many big time actors got their start in some cheesy horror movie. I mean, you talk about Leprechaun. Hey, that there's your Jennifer Aniston there, folks. If you did not know, Jennifer Aniston was in Leprechaun 1. Oh, you know, you think I'm full of crap? I'm going to tell you about a movie that you probably didn't remember called Critters. The very first Critters had a very young Leo DiCaprio in it. So I'm saying, I mean, it's like these these movies. I mean, obviously, I can go Johnny Depp with Freddie. Lawrence Fishburne was in an, um, was in a Freddie like that. Lawrence Fishburne was also in Pee Wee's Playhouse. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting off on <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm getting off on a rant, but yeah, like. These cats, like these movies back in the day, started careers, you know? Um, and I think now it seems like people try to use horror movies to kind of propel someone's career. Like, for, for you know, this is just an observation. Emma Roberts, uh, Julia Roberts' niece, um, Eric Roberts from The Best of the Best, his daughter. Like, uh, she they they put her in the screen movie they're putting her in you know all these horror pictures i suppose to like try and make her famous because horror movies for whatever reason in in these states horror movies get a little bit of love so you know you you're trying to make her famous you know everybody's trying to take that nev campbell approach you know because when nev was in nev was on party of five and she was cool but like in, to, in my opinion when she was on screen that is what kind of took her off. So, you know, I'm just I'm just talking, man. Let, let me know what you think about what I'm saying. Jennifer Love Hewitt and I know what you did last summer. Yep. That that is that is just the deal. Um and you know, they're in Wilmington doing Scream 5. Uh they can just, you know, 
Chris Rock rebooting the Saw franchise. So all of that. And my ex and I got into Saw one time and we were trying to just like, it was like, it just kept coming up. I'm, I'm like, we should at least watch the first one. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I tell people, even if you're not, I heard this from an English teacher one time, my senior English teacher, the junior class, so not my class, the junior class, told her she had never seen Star Wars. You got to watch Star Wars. It's, it's, and so she watched it, and she tells people, like, look, you need to at least see the first one because there are so many things that you can do from literature that pop off into that. It's just it's a very famous story and all of that. This is what I told my ex. I'm like, we got to at least see the first one. It's such a phenomenon. We liked it. And then we watched two, three, four. I think we got to five. And I'm like, we're all caught up. And then we didn't. We never watched another one. I don't know what she's done since then. She might be like the Saul aficionado. Got a Saul, got a, got a Saul room in her house. I don't know what she did beyond that. But yeah. It, look, I mean, since you bring up Saul, um, they did seven on the original, you know, uh, premise with you know uh you know kramer is the 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 bad guy right right right. so now they've done a another one i guess it was a year or two ago called jigsaw jigsaw yeah yeah um so you know and it was a really really um again i i like the saw movies because at the time we had we didn't have anything like it um, you know, when you realize that you're watching Saw 3 and then a year later you're watching Saw 4 and you're seeing things and you're like, wait, well, Saw 3 and Saw 4 are taking place at the exact same time. At the same time, yep, yep. No, um, so you see it and you're like, hold up, you know, like, so ultimately they were giving you stuff that you would expect binging a series, you know, they're giving you, you know, little uh, Easter eggs or whatever you want to call it, like something that you would expect on the show, but yet, it's in a feature-length film. I mean, they connected the movies very similarly to what Marvel would end up doing um, because, you know, again, Saul was first, so, you know, Marvel comes after, and they're connecting everything with the the, the end credit scenes. Well, you know, Saul was all through, and you're watching, actually paying attention to a horror movie for details, not just the gore. The gore was there. The gore was definitely there, but you wanted to pay attention. You wanted to know... How is Jigsaw doing these surgical procedures? You know, and for those of you who haven't watched it yet, spoilers, bitches, the doctor from the first one was working with him for the rest of the series. Like, it's 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 a trip. It's a trip. And I, I encourage anybody who, who hasn't seen it to watch it. I mean, it's something different. I love the saws, man. They are, are really, really good. Uh, that's what I remember most. Uh, with my ex that and we watched several different tv series together we were all about collecting dvds and just binging series now my my wife my current wife the current administration uh we got her parents netflix and her dad then tells us like a month later this thing that he's doing her dad thinks he's invented binging You're like, I watched this whole season all at once because I realized I don't have to stop it to go to the bathroom or to eat. <laughs> and there's no commercials. <laughs> so he's blowing through series and thinks he's invented binging. 
It's the best. It's the best thing I ever came up with. That's awesome. So awesome. Uh, what? What? Uh, what shows? What? What was the first show that he binged that he just like fell in love with? Longmire. Loves Longmire. Nice. Then he got into the ranch, but he had to watch that with my mother-in-law. So he couldn't binge that because they she watched two episodes and she's got to get up and do something else. And then, you know, they got caught up and they're like, is it coming back? I'm like, yeah, it's coming back. It's just like, because he, he got into Longmire after Longmire was over so he could binge the whole thing. Right. You know, he doesn't know about like, oh, man, I binged this quick. Now I got to wait for some more. <laughs> now I got to wait a year uh, for some more. Or for those people hurting for a new season of Black Mirror. We don't know when that's coming back. So, yeah, I, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. Dude, did you ever finish Arrested Development? Yes, and we've been um, we've been just watching it as a filler show um, for the past couple of weeks. Like, we watched season five, and we're just, we were just reminded of the humor. So now, in between shows that we watch like uh like i told you last time we watched lovecraft so in between episodes because there's a week between episodes we're usually you know we'll usually watch about four or five four or five episodes of uh, rest of development every day i realized season five part one came out i binged it all just boom i watched the when they recut season four i watched that i'm like oh yeah that's that's good fatal consequences yeah and they let you know that it's arrested development. Boom. Fatal <laughs> Then first part of season five. Then second part of season five comes and I'm watching that. And for like a week, I'm like two and a half episodes from being done a week. Netflix would not load that for me. So I moved on to something else. So about a month and a half ago, I realized I never finished that. Well, now I got I got to start from the beginning, right? So I I finished it last week, man. I finally finished the last episode of of season five. I'm like, you know what? I get it. They're like, look, we might not get together again. We're throwing everything up against the wall. But I have those moments. You'll enjoy this. I have those moments where, like, something happens in in life, and in the back of my head, I just hear, Mister F. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that that and four British eyes only. Four British eyes only. <laughs> and so I'm expecting this guy to come up and like you gotta watch out for the poppins. <laughs> man, that that show, man, like it was it was well written. It was definitely well written. And the, the jokes still the jokes still land. Going back and watching it again, um there was they they were they were on the BLM movement way before the BLM movement came a thing because if you watch season I think it's season three which would have been uh, early two thousands uh, Franklin gets left in the driver's seat of a van at the church oh yeah and, and they they pulled the, the guns on him they pulled the guns on him like they didn't go into the church to get George Senior who was a freaking felon. On 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 the run for a light treason, they didn't go inside to get him because they were sitting outside with their guns pointed on a 
on a, uh, a, a a Muppet, a puppet. Like, that is absolutely ridiculous, man. Like, just watching it now, I said that um, we started back up. We had finished season five because we realized we hadn't seen it. And we actually came on when all of it had been uploaded. Like, we we just watched it a couple weeks ago. Um, so then we started back. I started back at one and just started watching. So when I get to that episode in season three, having forgotten that that even happened, I look over at my wife and I was like, sugar butt? And she's like, yep. And I was just like, okay. And we just, just kept on watching, man. I mean, it just, it, it took me by surprise. I completely forgot that that happened. You know what gets me, and when I think about it, sometimes I start to giggle. When he accidentally washes Franklin, and Franklin comes out like that and white, and he changes his, he changes the accent. You've ruined the act, Joe. <laughs> You've ruined the act, Joe. <laughs> that and the guard. Hey, is that Franklin? How's it going, little man? <laughs> right, like people, like everyone knows. Who Franklin is, man. I'm just like, it. And then the song, whenever they go on the mock trial. Mock trial, uh, Jay Ryan Ho. Mock trial! <laughs> William Hung and his hung jury. <laughs> William Hung and his hung jury. But whenever they call Franklin to the stand, that guy sings that song. You're my brother. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you know what? If, if, if Job actually sounded like that, I might like I might like that song. It ain't easy. Like it ain't easy. Come on, man! Like guys, when, when they're singing that in the studio, and he gets to that part, and they're like, "Where'd the guy go?" And the, the chair's spinning around. Chair's just spinning around because he left that what Like Job literally. Put, I, I'm he, busy being bright and he's like, <laughs> like I got kids all over town I'm like yeah that's hard hey where'd the guy go that and when he puts down Lu, uh, Lucille and uh, George Senior starts to choke him that's my wife that's my wrist <laughs> he said Frank yeah Franklin was saying things Whitey wasn't prepared to hear <laughs> But if, it, did you get beat up in a club <laughs> outside of Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> Franklin says fucking black America wasn't ready no, for me. No, African American wasn't African American, yeah. He didn't cause he didn't say African Americans, he said African America. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I was like, yes. That that is awesome, man. Like y'all know. It, it and and then also did did you hear George Senior? Did Franklin's voice as well when he was in the attic and yeah. Franklin was attic with him and Michael was talking to him and I can't remember what he said but it made him it made George Senior get upset with Franklin I'm like oh so that yeah that's perfect that is perfect in between his tea parties with the dolls <laughs> wait there were cutoffs up here yes. <laughs> <laughs> That and oh goodness, like there are things you pick up, like watching it several times and all that, like the Ron the Ron Howard stuff. Hey, hey, is that Cuba? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, we are not saying anything bad about Andy Griffith. Please, <laughs> we are not making fun of Andy Griffith. 
Or uh, when Jesse calls <laughs> George Michael Opie, Jesse had gone too far and had better watch her. <laughs> so cool. And better watch his mouth. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh gosh. An attic must I seek. <laughs> just just really shoddy narrator. <laughs> and realize we didn't get that information from the narrator. <laughs> Folks, arrested development, man. Look, y'all need to watch it. Not not because it's it look, they got sued, they paid their money. So they they have the right to be called arrested development. Go and watch it. Oh, just so good. So good. Well, dude, I have kept you a long time, but you know we always do recommendations. What's your recommendation? Um last week, um we last what last week? Last last show we talked about Lovecraft. I talked about the phen- phenomenal writing that was on that. Shouts out to Jordan Peele for that one. Um and JJ Abrams, I think he has something to do with that as well. So that's exciting. Um, this week, I'm going to keep it with the home box office and go with uh, Nexium, um, The Vow. Um, if you haven't watched that one yet, I definitely encourage. There are five episodes in at this point. Um, if, uh, Nexium was a, 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 it started as an opportunity for executives to come together and try and think of ways to be their best, best selves and turned into a situation where women, um, are being branded and the leader is on trial for sex trafficking and all that stuff. So it's like, uh, it shows the reason that I like the way that they did is because it does show the positive that would actually draw people to this cult. Um, and once you really get invested emotionally and actually can see some of the benefit of it, then the ball drops and you see all the negative. So it's like, uh, it was very well, um, very well done. Comes on on Sunday nights, I believe. It's right after Lovecraft. Um, so uh, the vow. That's uh, that's what that's what we're, we're we're definitely into. And again, Lovecraft is still on. Um, so if you want to see some weird shit, uh, so, you know, American Horror Story on HBO, essentially, because I mean, it gets it gets really creepy then that's definitely what you want to watch there as well. So Lovecraft always, and then The Vow. And then also season two of The Boys is up on Prime. They're doing an episode, I think like an episode or two a week on Fridays. Um, So we've still got one episode to watch for this week. Um, But that, with Liberty, um, like the whole concept of a racist superhero, like that is just absolutely asinine. So I encourage y'all to check that out. That is awesome. I'm going to do a song. I listened to it this morning. Uh, it's my all-time favorite song. Uh, I actually got into this with my best friend. He says, how can you just choose one song when people ask you? I said, I get that, but I have chosen one song. It's Rick Nelson's Garden Party. I don't know if you're familiar uh-huh. with that song or not. Uh, Rick Nelson was very famous, was in The Adventures of Ozzy and Harriet back in the 50s. And 60s, uh, big icon, and he sang all these old songs, and, and, you know, they were big hits at the time. And a few years passes by, and he gets booked into one of these things at Madison Square Garden 
about how, oh, we're going to have John Lennon's going to be there and Chuck Berry's going to be there and Bob Dylan's going to be there and all these old groups is going to be there. And he was there. And all these people come and they, they want to hear all the hits. They want to hear the old songs. They don't want to hear any new things. And so he writes about that. He wrote a song about it. It's called Garden Party. Um, played it, And there's a lyric on there, played them all the old songs, thought that's why they came. No one heard the music. I didn't look the same. I said hello to Mary Lou. She belongs to me. When I sang a song about a honky-tonk, it was time to leave. They all left because the because he didn't look like he used to, and he was singing songs that they didn't know. So the lyric, um, the chorus, a few times goes, um, "You can't please everyone, so you got to please yourself." And I've just taken that to heart. Like, look, if you go out and try to please everyone, you won't you you won't be happy, and you're not going to make everybody happy. So you might as well make yourself happy. So my recommendation this week is Garden Party by rick nelson but before we go sir always you got to get your plugs in plug everything you have no absolutely if you want to follow me you can do that on twitter at tokyo j t-o-k-e-o-j um every week i try and get folks to brush with tokyo so now i know i've got to uh listen to garden party uh one day this week uh while i while i brush my teeth for the world to watch um but that is honestly the smoke show. Uh, we're in season two. Uh, I'm having some great times and some great gaffes as well. I've recorded two shows uh, for season two that I didn't actually record. So we had some great conversation, and it was just for great conversation's sake because the 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 file doesn't exist. But um, what we have released has been fire. I've gotten a lot of compliments on, and we're going to continue to try our best to entertain and, and give you all a little bit of a uh, distraction from what's going on. Um, we don't want you to be oblivious to what's going on. Please stay informed. Um, keep yourself safe. But if we can make you laugh a little bit in the meantime, uh, then we will. And I thank Joey Harris. Joey Harris thanked me at the beginning. So I get to end it thanking him. So 2020 started off this year for me exceptionally well. Because I said um, this year in 2020 that I was going to be who I am. And I was going to be proud of who I am. And I said 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to find out who the hell Tokyo Jameson is. And I'm going to start striving to be that. And in January of 2020, I actually did something that I promised Joey that I was going to do years ago. And finally did stand up for the first time. And um, while it wasn't you know, the greatest experience, Joey, he was he prepared me for that. He told me, he was like, you know, it's, it's going to be rough. And and I was prepared for that. And it was like, I was sitting there doing my, my, my set for uh, the people that worked there as they were cleaning up because they didn't let me on until after they had closed. Um, so, you know, like I got that, um, but I would have never have done that had I not seen you do your set and kill it like you did, man. So, um, thank you to you for being a friend to me and sticking with me, um, through a lot because, you know, you're one of the, the oldest friends that I have. Um, you know, so I appreciate you and, um, I'm glad for, to, to be a part of the journey and look forward to seeing Stephen King's house with you. Um, because when I'm back and nasty, like I'm used to being, I'll find a way to get up there and, and, and we'll make that trip happen, man, for real. 
Anytime, man. You are welcome. Anytime. Um, let me get all my stuff in at the Joy Harris on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Very simple to get to. Um, every Sunday, nine o'clock, this show drops. Um, so I've actually now gotten access to every single episode of the Joey Harris show. So those are going up uh, on weeks that I don't do a, a live show. I usually do. This is actually a little behind the scenes. This is actually going up for next Sunday. So it'll be October when people hear this. Um, but it, the first Sunday, I'm going to try the first Sunday of every month is a new show. And then the archives, the classics go up every other Sunday. So I've got that slowly converting them from my old place that I was doing them to the new place. But it's a, it's a process. And then, as I mentioned the last time that we were together, I think all of the old comedy shacks are on my parents' computer. Um, and I made them promise that they won't get rid of that computer until I can get them. <laughs> get they may not be, they may not be there. And if they're not there, then they're not there. But um, I'm going to try to see that. But as it goes now, I've got enough for every week to have two years worth of shows up uh, up every week. So you'll get something weekly. And if you haven't heard it, it's new to you. And some of there those, really, some of those are really deep conversations that TJ and I have have had as well as my other show, um, the Cup of Joe Wrestling Show, every Thursday wherever you get your fine podcast. I just continue to break records with that. Um, this month is looking to now be my most downloaded month. I'm about twenty downloads short of that number, and hey. I will probably, I will probably hit that in the next couple of days. So. Uh, looking to have a great September going into a great October and just having a lot of fun with that show. But it, with that said, it is time for me to go. TJ, as always, it's been a pleasure, man. And I will talk to you later. Bye, everyone. Stay safe, stay healthy, and remain optimistic. Peace.